I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Cardinal Podcast, week number 12, and uh, the last week of college football games, obviously, with the national championship this week, in which Alabama destroyed Ohio State 52-24. Uh, to uh, Mac Jones with 464 pass yards and five passing touchdowns. Devonta Smith, the Heisman winner, with 215 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. This is, I think, the seventh uh, national championship for Nick Saban. Uh, Sam, just give me your first big takeaways from this game. My biggest takeaway from this game is Devontae Smith. I mean, three receiving touchdowns, and that's just in the first half because he did not play the second half. That's just crazy to me. And he really showed why he's the Heisman winner last night. Yeah, and uh, I think the uh, there's a little bit of debate uh, this morning on some of the talk shows, like uh, the first take, or saying, debating whether this team was the greatest college football team ever. But the one question I am going to ask you, Sam, is do you think that in, in just a one, one game, you take last year's LSU team and match them up against this year's Alabama team, who is going to win? I'm going to go with this year's Alabama team. Just because they're a little more complete, I'd say defensively they're comparable, but what really sets this Alabama team apart is um, their running back, Najee Harris, and I think he just gets the edge over Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, yeah, that is going to be it uh, for us covering uh, college football games, but it will not be the end of our uh, college football segment because we're going to be doing a little series talking about uh, possible solutions to with some people like Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet have called the problem uh, with the playoff s- system in college football. Uh, but that's going to be it for this segment. Uh, coming up next, we're going to break down Super Wild Card Weekend. All right, welcome back to the Cardinal Army Podcast, our NFL segment, and a huge weekend for the NFL Last week, six games, uh, so-called Super Wild Card Weekend. And I'll start us off by talking about the uh, Saturday games. So the Bills added a close one against the Colts. Uh, Josh Allen had 324 pass yards and two passing TDs. Really close game at the end. The Colts had a lot of chances, um, but they just couldn't get it done when it mattered most. And that is actually the first, I think, uh, wild card loss of Philip Rivers' career. We head over to the second game, which the Rams won 30-20 to against the Seahawks. And I think the big thing for the Rams was getting that pick six early on that really set the tone. And they won the turnover battle plus two. The Seahawks had two turnovers and the Rams had none. And the nightcap, the Buccaneers beat Washington 31-23. to Obviously a great effort by Heineke. You know, he was a former Panther, so had to show him a little bit of love, but you know, the Buccaneers just had a little too much talent uh, for the Washington handle. And Tom Brady had 381 pass yards and two passing TDs in that win. 
All right, Sam, tell us what happened on the Sunday games. So the Ravens defeated the Titans 20-30 to in a somewhat of a surprise because of poor coaching by Mike Vrabel. That's what they're attributing the loss to. And then the Saints destroyed the Bears 21-9. to And unfortunately, the Browns annihilated the Steelers. We tried to catch up, but unfortunately, it was too little, too late. And yeah, uh, one question I just got to ask you, Sam: Did you see this coming? No, not at all. Not at all. Even after that three-game losing streak, you still thought that this team was gonna. I don't know. When I just kind of when you just looked at the way they played. In those last, well, they lost four yeah. in the last five, but I'll really count the last game because Ben Roethlisberger did play. But when I look, when you look at those games, you could just tell they, I don't know, just kind of weren't consistent enough. Yeah, but not the same team that we saw games one through eleven. And uh, but go ahead. I did not think that this game was going to go. Like that. I mean, that first quarter was just awful. Yeah, the Browns, uh, they did uh, go up, I think, 20-0 to zero on the Steelers early on. Ben Roethlisberger with an absolutely crazy stat line with 501 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, but at four interceptions, and that, I think, was the key to their loss. And so we've been doing our playoff predictions. Uh, both of us, we picked different games, but we were both 4-2. and two on our predictions last week. So we turn to the games this week. Sam, the first game, Rams at Packers. Who do you have? Packers, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is unstoppable. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. I mean, you know, we knew a team at the end of the season is going to have to go to Lambeau, especially a team, you know, that plays in L.A. I think that's going to be a, a big change for them, you know, considering it could be, you know, 15 degrees at game time. So I definitely think the Packers are going to win this one. But I think it'll be closer than most people realize just because of how good the Rams' defense is playing. All right, next up, Ravens at Bills. I have to go with the Bills. Just like I said last week, Josh Allen is probably my MVP candidate. But we'll see if he wins it. I'm going to have to go a little bit of an upset here. I'm going to pick the Ravens, you know, just the way I watched that entire, uh, almost the entire Ravens-Titans uh, game and just the way that Lamar Jackson has played, you know, even when his team was doing a little inconsistent, you know, he was the steady thing. And I think finding that is really important in the NFL playoffs. So I think I'm going to go with the Ravens here. And uh, next up, Sam, Browns at Chiefs. I mean, it's the Chiefs, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and it's Arrowhead Stadium. So I have to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you here. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has just put up amazing numbers this year. I don't think he's going to win MVP. But, I mean, just the way that he's, that team has played the entire season, there's no way they can lose now. But the Browns showed a lot, especially in offense, in that first game against the Steelers. So, you know, we, we learned – from when they lost the Raiders. The only way you can really beat the Chiefs is to outscore them, but it's going to take a lot. 
and the last game of the divisional round, Buccaneers at Saints. Sam, who do you have? Um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this one just to shake things up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to object there. I definitely think the Saints are going to win this game. Um, the Buccaneers, they really came, you know, a little bit of a close one there and not necessarily like a nail-biter with Washington, but Washington definitely had a chance to win. And I just think, you know, the way that Alvin Kamara has played, just a little bit too consistent. And, uh, yeah, I don't have to go with the Saints here. But our debate question for the week, uh, which team, Sam, that won on wild card weekend now has the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Um, The Bills, just because of their dominant offense and their pretty strong defense, I'm going to give them the edge to win the Super Bowl of the teams that have played on wild card weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have to go in a little bit of a different direction. I'm actually going to go with the Saints. Uh, their defense played amazing against... Bears, you know, a lot of consistent pieces like Drew Brees. Uh, some speculate this could be Drew Brees' last season, and I mean, a little maybe a little extra motivation behind them. But I definitely think they're they're going to beat the Buccaneers, and I think it'll be close if they do end up playing the Packers in the NFC Championship. Uh, but that that is going to do it for NFL segment. Uh, coming up next, we're going to give you a breakdown for college basketball this week. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, our college basketball segment. And the Tar Heels, well, they didn't lose this week. Uh, they improved to 7-4, and 2-2 uh, two and two in ACC play. Uh, they won 67-65 to 65 against Miami on Tuesday. Uh, they were supposed to play Clemson on Saturday, uh, but that game was postponed due to COVID concerns with the Clemson basketball team. And, I mean, just to talk about this Miami game, Leaky Black played tremendously, having 16 points. All on three-pointers. He did not miss. He was 4-for-4 four four from the three-point line, including nine rebounds, which is pretty good for him. And uh, Andrew Playtech hit a game-winning shot, you know, just a little drive off the baseline, a little floater uh, with three seconds left on the clock, and that uh, provided the win. But an interesting thing, if you have not seen the highlights of this game, Miami made one of the worst decisions ever just coming out of that. So Andrew Playtech makes the shot, right, with – um, three seconds left, and Miami, they're going to inbound the ball, and normally they don't have any timeouts, so obviously it's going to be a little bit erratic. But as soon as the Miami player gets the ball, he immediately throws up a shot, and it was just a little bit – I was just questioning it. You know, I was like – it almost went in two, uh, but just a crazy ending to that game. But the Toriels still struggling to score. I mean, I can't tell you the last time we scored 70 points in a game. Uh, but a win is a win, and uh, a much-needed one. As the Tar Heels, I think, currently sit as a 10 seed in uh, Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Uh, but Sam, tell us a little bit w- about what was going on around the ACC this week. So on Tuesday, number 19 Clemson edged out NC State with an overtime with a score of 74-70 to on Tuesday. And number 21 Duke... Just barely escapes Boston College, 83-82 to on Wednesday. Louisville upset number 19, Virginia Tech, 73-71, to also on Wednesday. And then here's some ranked teams in the ACC. So jumping up to number 12 is Clemson at 9-1. and 
and then three and one in the ACC. Number sixteen Louisville after their upset over Virginia Tech at eight and one and three and zero in the conference. Number eighteen Virginia, seven and two overall and three and zero in the conference. Duke at five and two at number nineteen. They're five and two overall and three and zero in the conference. And finishing off at number twenty is Virginia Tech, who is nine and two, and then three and one in the conference. Yeah. So our big debate question for this week is: Sam, I just want to hear from you. Who do you think is your favorite uh, to win the number one seed in the ACC tournament? Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb. And just say Clemson, just because of how they're playing as of recent. But it's too early in the season to tell. Yeah, um, even though we only are halfway through, I'm going to have to go out on a little bit of a limb and pick Virginia Tech. I mean, they beat some really good teams this year. They're 9-2, and and I think being ranked 20th is a little bit of an understatement. A lot of veteran presence on that team. And, you know, when things get tough, you know, games get rescheduled. I think that helps a lot to have that kind of veteran presence. So they are going to be my pick to win the ACC regular season title. Uh, but that is just about going to do it for our college basketball segment. Coming up next, we're going to break down a big week for the Hornets. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, our NBA segment. And uh, I'm so excited for this one. The Hornets went 4-0 and this week, improving their record to 6-5 and overall. Uh, they beat the Hawks twice, the Pelicans, and the Knicks. Um, just to give you a little insight in this game, you know, the Hawks' wins were both tremendous wins. You know, the entire game plan was to shut down Trey Young. We did that perfectly. I think he had, like, 12 points in one game and seven points in another game. It was amazing. And then playing against the Pelicans on national television, coming back from, I think, about 20 points down in the second quarter, um, just a tremendous win. And then uh, played the Knicks uh, this past night and uh, got a solid win, you know, just kind of cruising along. But uh, I do want to give a quick special shout-out as probably the biggest news surrounding the Hornets this week is LaMelo Ball has become the youngest player in history to record a triple-double in the game. And he did it coming off the bench, which I think is the most impressive part of it. But uh, the thing that has really impressed me uh, with his play is just his ability to rebound the basketball. I think he's had about, I think the stat was like six games in a row. He's had nine rebounds, which is just amazing considering he's only like 6'6". Six, six. Uh, but Sam, give us our player of the week this week. So our player of the week this week for the Hornets is Gordon Hayward, averaging 23 points, five rebounds, and four assists this season, including two 30-point games. Yeah, Gordon. This week, uh, he even had. So I think he was like at thirty points in uh, this next game by halftime. So he really could have gone for it, but I mean, his shooting it just improved so much, and that's really what we needed. Um, as by the Hornets got off to a little bit of a slow start, uh, but they are now ranked fifth in the West. I mean, in the East, excuse me, uh, which is uh, doing pretty well. Uh, but we look at the top dogs this week, where we look at the best four teams in each conference, and the leader in points, rebounds, and assists. I'll start us off in the East. Uh, the Celtics currently hold the one seed at 7-3, and three, Jason Tatum having a brilliant start to the season. 
The 76ers are in the second seed at 7 and 4. The Bucks are also 7 and 4, tied with them, and the Pacers are 6 and 4. So Sam, what's going on out west? So the Lakers lead the West to 8 and 3, and then the Suns coming in at second at 7 and 3. And then the Clippers at third at 7 and 4 after two straight losses. And then the Jazz coming in at fourth at 6 so and yeah, 4. The leader in uh, points this season has been Bradley Beal, almost averaging 35 points a game. Uh, he had a 60-point game against the 76ers this past week. But the Wizards are not winning at all. So they really need him to score these points, but it's not even mattering. Um, yeah. Even though they brought in Russell Westbrook, they... I don't know. They're just terrible this year. But, Sam, who is leading the league in rebounds this so, so far? Right now, James Harden is leading the league in assists at 11 assists a game. And I don't know how he's doing it because it doesn't seem like he has much of a helping cast that is true. down in Houston. Um, but Andre Drummond is leading the league in rebounds at 15.1. But our debate question for the week, uh, probably the most hotly contested topic uh, within the Hornets uh, I don't know, community, is should the Hornets start LaMelo? Uh, but I just want to mention, you know, we've won four in a row. Do we really want to rock the boat? Devontae Graham is kind of creeping up. Just seeing, like, just the big news from what you've seen so far, Sam, do you think the Hornets should go ahead and flip the switch and start LaMelo? I don't think so. I think he's already got an inflated head, and starting him would only increase that. But, I mean, I don't know. I think they're winning right now, so like you said, yeah, why rock Devontae Graham uh, came in pretty solidly. I think he had 19 points uh, last night against the Knicks. But um, interesting things to come. Uh, the Hornets will play the Mavericks on Wednesday and the Raptors on Thursday and Saturday. But that is going to do it for this week's episode, episode number 12 of Carter and Lowry. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzzsprout.